How are you? I'm good. glad you are here, and, and I'm glad you chose the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did choose the movie. What we'd like to do is we want to watch a movie on YouTube with you, and these are movies that I've read about as a kid, and now that YouTube exists, I can just watch it. I don't have to read about it. Uh, yeah, Carl. So, uh, Carl, usually, uh, I usually tell Carl the movie. I pick a movie, and then Carl researches it. We have such a show this week. We uh, Carl picked the movie for me, so we're going to watch a particular movie. But before we start, we want to make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, our podcast name is the acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We also have a great YouTube channel with that acronym and a Twitter account with thirty-five uh, followers, and we are also on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. That's how you can find our podcast information. We stream first on MutinyRadio.fm, which is a streaming Internet service. We're listed, by the way, on their Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Well, our show is. Someone listed your last name. But you know what? I don't know what to tell you. I could, I could request Wikipedia to take his last name off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have permission. All right, I'm going to write to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, you don't have permission, you troll. Uh, we uh, stream first on MutinyRadio.fm as part of a wonderful Sunday lineup. We follow the show, The Edge of Insanity, which is also available as a podcast. And uh, you can listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Muni Radio is out of San Francisco. They would love your money. Our only uh, sponsor, we just want you to go to Venmo and donate to at Mutiny Radio. Help Pam Benjamin, our station manager, out. We're watching, Carl, we're going to be watching... Uh, <sighs> yeah, I know. Let me just remind everyone, I know you already said it, but this episode we did the old switcheroo. I actually picked the movie, and uh, Mike yeah. researched it, and it's very rare. We did that yeah. once before with uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. You're welcome. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you don't have to bring up Elvis. Uh, and then, well, we go from Ernest Saves Christmas to yeah. Elvis Saves Christmas. Right. Elvis made 31 movies in his lifetime. I also include Aloha from Hawaii, his uh, direct uh, satellite feed live show from 72 as a movie, because that's uh-huh. how I've watched it. So I would say like 32. And then he did the TV comeback special in 68. I have a, VCR, or a VHS copy. That's another movie. So you actually picked an early movie. We're going to be watching Loving You. Right. Loving You. Not related to the university. Uh, this is uh, Loving Y-O-U. <laughs> it's from 1957. It's Elvis's 
second movie. Yeah. So, and uh, who wants to go in? Go to YouTube. The exact. Uh, we we want you to listen to the podcast and watch this movie at the same time. It's, it's very the only important. way you can do it. So we, very important. So the link is called Elvis Presley dash loving you 1957 full movie. NL subs, and that is hosted by Elvis Movie. Oh, okay. So go ahead and type in. Go ahead. I got to find it. Go ahead and type in. Uh... <clears throat> oh, you have a different one? Yeah, I've got. Um, uh, well, never mind mine. So let's see here. It's What was the channel? Elvis Movie? Yeah, Elvis Movie. Okay. Not Elvis Movie. Just Elvis Movie. And I'm hitting pause. Guy doesn't want to watch another Elvis movie. Yeah, so go ahead and click the link. It's going to automatically start. Go ahead and hit the pause, and uh, if you get a commercial and you're listening to us live, you better make sure that commercial finishes up. You can skip out. Go ahead and hit zero, uh, pause, move the, the bar to zero, 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 and we are uh, going to start this movie at the same time. So uh, very excited not to have in the studio the uh, host of the show before us, uh, Mr. Paul Brumba, host of Edge of Insanity. He's not here, but his robot, the Paul Brumbot, is here to kick off the countdown. So will you please welcome the 0101 of the countdown, the Paul Brumbot. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome... Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. All right, here we go. This is a color movie. You know, it's a uh, second movie. And uh, the first one was in black and white. Uh-huh. And his Lucky next tender. film is good. Yeah, his next film is uh, Jailhouse Rock. And that's, I think, in black and white. So, yeah. We got some Elvis up front. There he is. He's got a guitar. This is all about Elvis. Wendell Corey and Elizabeth Scott. Not Elizabeth. Elizabeth. How long? Elizabeth. Elizabeth, as we'll find out. Uh, and we have uh, just a, a, a touching little restraint of Elvis's song. Didn't really kick in. I like the way Elvis sings back in 57. Is the here is the verse. It is terrible. Time for the chorus. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. In winter, summer, love and fall, doesn't matter what I say, loving you. (laughs) (laughs) Carl and I have been playing a game for the last 30 years where we take any song that has the word love in its title and replace the word with drug. Yeah. Or drugs. I remember our first date, drugging you. Yeah. Drugging you, it's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, this is not the Mimi Ripperton loving you. This is the Elvis Presley loving you. All right, we're going to kick it off in color in any town in USA. Town USA. This is actually the Paramount Studio lot. Really? And, uh, yeah, so they're they're having a political whistle stop for this guy here. Yeah. He sells elixirs. 
Yeah, you remember when I came in your town and I sold you that tonic? Well, I'm running for governor. And uh, there's Elizabeth Scott. Elizabeth Scott? Elizabeth. She is uh, Elizabeth. She's, a can- she's like a PR guy. She's, there's this guy, this politician has a country band that plays for at every pit stop. And the band has two other people, her, their press agent, and uh, fucking James Gleason as their agent. And he, uh-huh. he shows up in and out. That guy's been on every TCM movie I've seen. Here we go. And that is, hi, my name is Tex Worka. <laughs> By the way, this is a Netherland uh, death subtitles that we're going to be watching. Okay. And every time the songs come on, like any European uh, subtitles, when someone sings, they use the original language. So oh. I'd rather not play any Elvis' songs. But with this, we get to uh, uh, hear Elvis' lyrics or see Elvis' lyrics. Gotcha. So look at that. Yeah. So he's and there's running Peter for on guitar. Yeah. And he's saying, hey, remember when I came in here and I gave you that boner medicine? Well, I'm back. <laughs> and I'm running for governor. Hope you guys like these country homeboys I brought with me. And uh, it's a party, right? So there's going to be beer, and beer is going to be delivered by Deke Rivers. So we're going to see Elvis coming up. This is Elvis' second movie. He was 22 years old when he made this movie. It's insane. Wow, that is uh, super young. Oh, my goodness. His first movie was, uh, they called it the Russo Brothers, and nothing to do with the Avengers directors. But they uh, had him, and he dies. He was just had a brief part, and uh, test audience said, "Fuck that!" This is from E True Hollywood Story, uh, Elvis in Hollywood, which I recommend to everybody to watch. But uh, they they brought him back, uh, singing "Love Me Tender" at, at the end credits, and it was such a hit. They changed the movie and they called it "Love Me Tender," and they put Elvis in the cover. So this movie is actually about Elvis. Okay, it's the Elvis Presley story. It's about a dumb hick who becomes a superstar, and women love him. So it's also known as a Mike story. story. Yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. You, you see text, and uh, her name is uh, oh gosh, Marbles, like Glenda Marbles, mm-hmm. and uh, they're they're exes. Oh, these two. But, uh, she still manages them. Okay. Yeah, they were married. They were an item. He, his name is Walter, in the car, and Walter, but she calls him Tex and makes him dresses up as a cowboy, and he hates it. He would rather be Walter Warner and his orchestra. And he's a bitter comic throughout this whole movie. It's amazing. And he's all like, fuck, and I, wish, I, don't want, I don't want to work. She, What's that? She's the press lady for Jim Tallman. She's the – she works on his camp. Yeah, well, she, she, well she's actually – Tall man hired her and Tex to perform. So she's, oh, oh. she's more covering the band's interest. So she she's hooked the band up with a gig. Her loser ex husband is now uh, opening for uh, Tall Man, the Tonic Boy. Okay. Oh yeah, she's sending so him to work. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. I don't want to wear a cowboy hat. I, I don't. I'm no plebe. <laughs> I'm These guys well. are interesting. Cool car. Wallace, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is so he's a fucking delivery boy, and he delivers his car in this fucking two-seat jalopy. And good thing there's a fucking trunk on it. So, yeah, if you see those uh, buckets there, it's going to be filled with uh, beverages. Beer. And, uh, yeah. I thought it would be the tonic, right? But it's uh, <laughs> beer or soda, according to whatever I've read. 22 years old, huh? 
I can be his father. And also he did. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe uh, maybe your sperm contains an Elvis gene in there. You lucked out by this point. A little payoff. Look, he's admiring that job. car when his car is so cool. Well, that's such a loppy. You know, it's that Archie comics. Look how bored Skeeter is. That's Skeeter. Wake up, Skeeter. That's you during your act. Yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, that guy that's uh, dancing, uh, that's his buddy. Uh-huh. He's a character actor that's been on, like, uh, Love American Style and Bewitched. Like, uh-huh. he's young in this. Everyone here is, yeah. This, this, the producer, like, so what I love about this movie is that it's a semi-autobiography of Elvis, but it's really a semi-autobiography of Colonel Tom Parker, the pushy uh-huh. PR agent of Elvis. So if you imagine Elizabeth as Colonel Tom Parker, you're going to really like this movie. Like, that's the only way I could sit through this okay. film. Yeah. She's pushy. She's literally pushing him on stage, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Tom Parker, like, these ter- – have you watched any Elvis movies? Oh, he's In my life, I've seen Elvis like, movies. You... Yeah. you have an opinion on him? Well, uh, they're never very good. Uh, they always involve the, uh, you know, he's singing at the sock hop. And there's always a, a heavy, uh, you know, or he's a country boy or he's in Hawaii. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they're right. He's in Hawaii very, a couple like, times. He's walking through it. Travel logs. Yeah. Well, this one he doesn't really walk through. Like, he really wants to act. He, uh, each true Hollywood story had Hal Cantor, the director, say that, uh, Elvis recited the uh, MacArthur's uh, farewell speech to Congress to prove that he's an actor. Uh huh. Like the entire speech. Yeah. So here we go. Another stupid song. Uh, one plus one is two. A chicken is through and through. Now it's time for the chorus. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's always like, uh, let's just have sex. It's a lot easier that way. Mm. Whole lot of drinking to do. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there's seven songs on this. This was actually Elvis's third album. He, you know, his first album on RCA was Elvis Presley, and then they made another album called Elvis. And by this point, his second movie was coming out, and Loving You was a soundtrack album on side A, and then side B was, like, uh, other songs, including uh, Blueberry Hill. Oh! Yeah, I got a whole lot of living to do. Yeah. This is a song about, like, hey, come on, fuck me. I got a whole lot of love, living to do. I got a whole lot of loving to do. I'd rather do it with you. Come on, let's fuck. Come on. I got a whole lot of loving to do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm an honorary alum. I'm glad they mentioned my my school. And this is a uh, excruciatingly long-running gag where it keeps breaking Skeeter's uh, guitar string. Oh, that's now, funny. Think... Now, you're a guitarist. Everything Elvis... Does Elvis play the guitar in this at all? Like, he doesn't even touch the guitar. Elvis was always a uh, chug-a-lug a rhythm guitarist. He was never a uh, talented guitarist. But, yeah, he could play. All right. Well, he uh, he does some strange stuff. He uses it like a zabongo in one song. <laughs> we're done with her. Him. Here comes the uh, other. There's two love interests. Of course, uh, Elizabeth is going to be. Now she's like, "Hey, you sang great. Why don't you join my band?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, he's thank like, you. I, I got deliverance. No, thank you." 
He dyed his hair in this movie. It was blonde. He dyed it black because it was a color film. And uh, he kept it that way. Wait, wait, wait. A lot of firsts in this movie. Elvis has blonde hair naturally? Yeah. He dyed it for this movie, and he kept it. Yeah. He wanted to look like Tony Curtis. Holy cow. Yeah, this movie is a lot of firsts. Yeah. Pretty interesting, I guess. This movie, he has his first fight, his first kiss, and it's the first time he dyed his hair. So, okay, a lot of great stuff in this. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time he died. No, this is not the first time he died with everyone watching. (laughs) No one was in that restaurant. He was Colonel Tom Parker, like uh, Elvis back when he was hot, like in '56. He had a manager named Bob Neal, and Colonel Tom Parker was his carnival barker. Colonel Tom Parker was a guy from, like, Netherlands who literally jumped off a boat and swam to America And, and when he worked on a boat. He went back to the Netherlands. He kind of allegedly killed someone. And then at age 20, he came back, didn't get a passport, joined the U.S. Army, took his uh, commander's name. Uh, it's, and this is important to the movie. Yeah. Colonel Tom Parker's name is from his officer, Tom Parker. And he went back to, to America and after the, he fought and uh, Colonel, and I guess it was Louisiana governor gave him the Colonel moniker. Uh-huh. So okay. he, uh, he kind of took over Bob Neal's uh, way. He kind of, and took over uh, Elvis and Elvis wanted him to be a movie star. And Parker said, yeah, let's make movies. Okay. You get so much money. I'll take 50%. I won't tell you that. Let's do it. <laughs> so he wow. talked to, Parker talked to Hal Wallace, the producer of this film, and they set up a deal. It was going to get $450,000 with a seven-year, three-movie picture contract. And they did the first movie, The Love Me Tender. And this was the first movie to really be about Elvis. Yes. Uh, and to Parker, like, this is, the next film was like MGM. Because his films are known for like MGM pictures. And okay. Parker got him a contract where he had to crank out like three movies a year. And they would also release the soundtrack. He would never perform live. So I blamed Colonel Tom Parker on the movies. Okay, that makes you sense. Know. And he was all about the money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Elvis didn't know that, you know, like someone said, Elvis, so your agent gets 15%. He's like, oh, no, he gets 50%. He ran, Parker ran the merchandise, which made more money than the music. I mean, you know. Despite being a degenerate gambler, Parker made a lot, you know, had a lot of money off of this. Uh-huh. And so what just happened? USA. He, she pitched him on some sort of business proposition? Yeah, and he said, no, thank you. I want to go. I deliver drinks, uh, bottles from the fountain place behind you. I don't want it. So what she's going to do is she said, no problem. She's going to go to his boss and say, he never deli- delivered my booze. <laughs> you are fired. fired. And now they... You're fired, Elvis. Oh, the most confident thing I've ever done in my life, firing that Elvis Presley. <laughs> uh, so what is that going to call up and in? say, like, that is a TARDIS, that Doctor Who uh, uh-huh. uh, What's that time. big honking the face? Music. It almost looks like an overgrown oh, cell phone. Right, yeah, yeah. It's, she's receiving it. I just don't know what it is. So she's saying, hey, give me the money for the show. And he's like, ah, sell you some tonic. I don't got no money. And she's saying, well, I do. So she's parting ways with this governor. I don't even know who this actor is, but uh-huh. he does give a hearty two minutes. 
when when Parker talked to so Parker set up a deal with producer Hal Wallace. Hal Wallace is a star maker, and he pretty much made the careers of her, Elizabeth Scott, and uh, Tex. This guy, yeah, uh, they both got discovered by Wallace. So I could see like she was in like tons of like noir movies. This was her last movie until she did a cameo in, in a, a Michael Caine movie in the seventies. But so I could see Wallace saying, "Do me a favor, show up in this movie." Uh-huh. Elvis is not even in the first half hour. It's just these two globes. Really? So she's that's on a, a yeah. So she's on. I don't see a laptop, but she's typing away. They're gonna quit. <laughs> is that Look is that her resignation like, letter? Work. So he still wants yeah. her. Yeah, I mean, he's about to kiss her. Is he gonna? He's gonna about to kiss her, Carl. But wouldn't it be hilarious if she? That's a wait. I forgot she actually kissed. There's a lot of gross kissing in this movie. Uh huh. She has a. We should play her voice. She has a real. Oh, you kissed Bill Tallman. Yeah. Blah. All right. So we're like, we're getting out of here, Walter. Right? Because that's what he likes to be called. Oh, so. so uh, yeah. What, like Walter instead. Okay. Skeeter Zorg. <laughs> Skeeter is one of his eccentric band members that walks around with a canary in his uh, birdcage. You know, a delightful band uh, wrote. If you like traveling on, on the road, you love this movie. The road, you know, these are road comics, road musicians. Get in a van. And they don't have rollers. And they have Susie. traditional. Uh, Susan. They they have suitcases that you hold with. You know, everything I know, and they... so gradually and slowly. But then when you look back at 1957, like. Um, I mean, we still have bicycles, but I mean, you know, it's all so different. Yeah, we have less rabid dogs running around the street. Much less. Uh, what a bummer, Elvis. I heard you got fired. Why don't you, uh, someone manipulated this. Why don't you come <laughs> with us? It wasn't I who manipulated you. You could trust me. No, but when I manipulate your career, I'm a sexy husky lady. She has this great husky voice. Tutorial voice. <laughs> Bring TV thirty two. Yes, Sutoya, please. Speaking, speaking, Bobby. Uh, a big shout out to our old producer of uh, our old uh, public access cable channel. Yeah. And the management there within. Right. So he's got to ride with the band. By the way, this guy like his character is a fucking alcoholic. Mm-hmm. There's no no hound dog in this, even though there's a hound dog there. Okay. She I should have read that detour sign. This is Susie Jessup. I should have read that detour sign. The end. I have no this was a Patty Page song, but I have no idea what it's about. Gotcha. Dank G Susie. Like, she an accident? She's uh, nineteen years old in this movie. Susie Jessup. Really? Elvis. Wow. Yeah, a little old for Elvis. Whatever this language is, there's so much German in it. I always thought it was German, but the J's throw me off. No, it's more like Dutch, like Amsterdam talk, like Holland. It's it's not German. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely that. Yeah, here we go. Natürlich. I think his name is Deke. You are so funny. 
I know a bunch of Zeeks, and so it's a relief to see a Deke. I hear it. Let's party, baby. This is the lyrics of it. Let's have, let's watch a movie. Yeah, let's watch a movie. Of full length. Here, send me to the store and I'll buy some more. Let's smoke some heroin. Yeah, these lyrics don't make any sense. Bring a shovel because you want to dig. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not. <laughs> send me to the store. Let's the buy song. some this... more. Let's have a party tonight. I guess he means beer. That's a Jersey party. What you like? I'll buy you a bottle. I never kiss the bear. I never kiss the goon. But I can shake a chicken in the middle of the room. <laughs> what does it he mean? He also does like a. He does these little Richards, woo, let's have a party. Woo. And he has sang Tutti Fruity, so he's guilty as charged when it comes to ripping off that guy. Doesn't matter what it means, look at him gyrate. Yeah. Hip time. He's so hip, he gyrated it. Look, he broke a string. The second time I'm doing it. Son, yeah. bitch. This guy's a great actor, look at now look yep. like you're. We just upset. did that pig oiling contest. Let's do a Lions Club barbecue. All right, next on stage, uh, he has he hosts his own open mic. Will you please <laughs> welcome Carl? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, let's have a party. Sure. Is it a different one like now? So, oh, it's the second lyric. It's the same, it's the same fucking song. Oh, okay, that's his stick. They're gonna do like a on the road montage so we're going to see him play like Harold'sville lions club and all these little things yeah and you're going to hear like a medley of all the songs in the movie because that's what he sings on the road so you know you're going to hear a lot of these songs over and over again but it's a cool montage they're on the road and you could see like a i won't ruin it for you he, he could Here, i'll sing along with you let's hear some of the lyrics ah why you gotta be so rude don't you know I'm human too? <laughs> Gonna bury her anyway. Bury that girl. Bury that girl. Bury her anyway. Bury that girl. No matter what you say. <laughs> In my work. backyard. In your backyard. In your front yard. Okay, here we go. This is a cool montage of the towns they go. And you hear all the different songs. And yeah, you get this. You get like a hologram Elvis in the middle of the road. This is his, one of his big hits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It came off his album. He uh, became a huge hit. Teddy Bear. Uh, won't you, I, I'm going to be your teddy bear. Such a stupid. It's such weird. Like, he is a gropey little guy. Like, when he became Hollywood, they took the top floor of him uh of the knickerbocker hotel and they would just let girl after girl in and then uh -huh. they they got kicked out so they went to the beverly wilshire and they just had too many girls so eventually they got a mansion and it was just like rooms full of women and he would pick the women and go have sex with them really hot dog yeah yeah and then he would ruin skeeter's uh wire again well, the, you know, so each relay was story. I fucking love that episode because they they talk to the surviving members of Elvis's Memphis Mafia. Uh huh. Do you know that his entourage? They were called before the Memphis entourage. Mafia. It was Elvis. Uh huh. Yeah, 
they give a long story because they all walked out of cars at the same time, dressed the same way in Vegas. And someone said, that's the mafia. And they said, oh, no, they're from Memphis. And he goes, that's the Memphis mafia. <laughs> and that's where they got their name. But when Elvis became Hollywood, he said, I, I need a friend. So he brought his cousin, and then eventually it became like all these yahoos from Memphis, and that's how he had his entourage. Okay. He, he needed people in Hollywood. Look, they got him a guitar, and there's yeah. Peter. Like, and now you don't have to smargin my springin. Oh, I, I okay, good. Oh, we so we missed the big line. You see, it says "Okay, Ramblers" yes. or "Vulcan Toppy." He just said "Okay, Ramblers, well, let's get rambling," which <laughs> is in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Ah, you get the movie? No. What are you telling? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, is that in Reservoir Dogs? Okay. I saw Reservoir Dogs one time. It was very good uh, years ago. Yeah. So you remember they have an old man who's, like, telling them what to do and naming them Mr. Pink? Yeah, and Santa... Why, why, Mr. Pink? Because you're a faggot. (laughs) So he's the one who repeats that line. Okay, this is I'm Just a Lonesome Cowboy. This is such a weird fucking song. He taps out rhythm off his guitar. He doesn't even play it. And it's, it's like a dirge. They were going to call this movie Lonesome Cowboy. They were? And they decided to go with Loving You. Yeah. Lonesome Cowboy's better, but okay. He's not a cowboy. Yeah, okay. He's, he's, he's a, I'm a lonesome delivery boy. And he's hardly lonesome. I'm a, oh, no, he gets macked on the whole time. It's a... He's a cowboy. <laughs> so he's using his guitar as a percussion <laughs> instrument. Yeah, you see that? Probably that was know, like just... so like, what's he doing now? You know, like. The band just gave him a new guitar and he's like, I'm going to fucking break, ruin it by tapping on it. Bongo. I'll show you my gratitude for a guitar. I could use it as a bongo on stage. I wonder why the strings aren't squeaking, you know, like, like there isn't a tone, a melodic tone. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. Yeah, these songs are like pretty well, I don't know, there's some good songs in here. She just said like, uh, the girls like him, and he's like, I don't know, I'm not a girl. What? Weird. This is all part of, he's not billed separately. He's part of Tex Warner right. and his ride-ranging, whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. But he's just like part of the act, you know, like when uh, Lawrence Welk brings on a singer, so right. is Lawrence Welk mm-hmm. Orchestra. So he's a, he's a feature in the in this little variety. Yeah. Tex Warner is played by Wendell Corey, that guy right there in the middle with his mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah. And he's really cool. There's a lot of alcoholic jokes, but I found an interesting trivia fact about him from IMDb, which says, career was acutely damaged by his problems with alcohol. Uh-huh. So uh, you get to see, but he, his, his alcoholism, alleged alcoholism, led him to make uh, movies like The Astro Zombies, Women of the Prehistoric Age. I don't know if you ever saw, which is on MS3K. Oh, no, no, Agent from Harm. And he also did a movie called Cyborg 2087. So his films are eclectic choice. And he actually became a Republican. He's like, I got your number. He's like, <laughs> he's a comic who's like, fuck you. I was, you stepped on my punchline. Heckle. Hey, lady, you stepped on my tag. 
So he just got uh, interrupted and heckled? <laughs> yeah. He, he says, no one will give me a call. <laughs> hey, honey, I'll call you. He's like, I can't believe you stepped on my mind. No, no, it's good. The audience wants to fuck you. That's good publicity. Well, I don't know. I was about to finish my phone. That's Dolores Hart. Dolores Hart was also in King Creole, his fourth movie. But she's cool. You know where she is now? She's still alive. She's one of the few members of the Where she is on alive. this planet? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, she's a nun. Really? That's an she's interesting choice. Reverend Mother Dolores Hart. She made, like, Where the Boys Are. She did a stewardess movie, like a kind of innocuous-looking stewardess movie from 63. And she met uh, the Pope. And uh-huh. she just left Hollywood and became a, a nun. Cloistered wow. Now, Catholic she's nun. an interview. She's someone to interview. Well, there is. There's an HBO uh, documentary that like, came out in 2012 called God is a Better Elvis or, you know, God is uh-huh. better than Elvis or something. And she says, like, she does, it's not that Hollywood's a place of sin. She just found a calling. Right. It was, yeah. It wasn't a reaction. It was a personal. No, it wasn't a reaction. Okay. She still votes for the uh, Oscars. And I should also mention the director has been writing the Oscars since 1963. He's like one of those old school entertainment guys. Oh. There's a documentary about the director uh, called Lunch. And it's about him and like Carl Reiner and a bunch of people like Arthur Miller, the director, Mm -hmm. uh, would meet every week to eat lunch and talk and reminisce. Oh, that's too much. So. Well, I try to find it on YouTube, but they're just out of lunch. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Oh, it so I don't know how. They gave it is. to him. He didn't have a case. Yeah, you're right. These are looking up for Elvis. The case of the extra case. I'm on the case. So I'm going to bring it up. So he's calling her like Miss Marbles, and he's like, "You call me Glenda." Uh-huh. And she's promising him like good things. She basically, she's she's. There's a manager and there's an agent he talks to. Okay. And uh, that, that runs the band. But she suddenly doesn't give a shit about text anymore. She sees she wants to get this guy to rise. So here we go. This is probably how it happened. So he sa- signed a contract okay. with her. Yeah, yeah. So she's gonna she's gonna do like publicity stunts. And there's text. She's kind of pissed off by it. Look, you can oh, see even his eyes on alligator. Isn't she taking him right now to kill yeah. him? No, <laughs> yeah, right. Double off the side. Is that how show business works? Is that the eyes on? I've been watching the Ozarks, you know. Oh, don't tell me anything about it. Okay. Now that I'm in knee deep in quarantine, that's next on my list. Uh huh. You'll enjoy the first two seasons, and the third one is like, all right, let's get this over with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching Dark Season Three. They're in Tawanda in Africa. No, this is uh, Celebrate for Wanda. Hot Dog. Now, this this is like kind of another medley. I like this song. Like, it's not Hound Dog. It's right. Hot Dog. And he's saying, like, you're coming home on the train, and I'm going to meet you, Hot Dog. So he's actually singing about, like, when the 406 rolls in, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be there, the Santa Fe. Oh, I was going to do this um, theme song for you with the train because I was going to 
I might still do it. It was good. the train, you know, the train's going chugga chugga, right? It was going to be Michael Michael Spiegel Spiegel yeah. Michael Michael Spiegel Spiegel. Maybe I'll get to it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Well, I had to love them in uh, without hats version of the song. Yeah. Your safety dance version? That's great. Yeah. All your songs are great. Thanks. See, here we go. But when that Santa Fe pulls in, hot dog. <laughs> and as you can tell, uh, the ladies love him. And he's still driving that jalopy in the middle of the fucking road. Yeah. Rough riding in Ramblers. Why? He, he should be in the bus with the other people. It'd be cheaper for him. It wouldn't have to drive the whole way. But it's cooler to be in a jalopy, I guess. Yeah. So she's scheming right now. She's paying these old ladies to walk in there and say, Elvis sucks. Oh, because that way the young kids will like. Yeah, and there's James Gleason. Now, this guy has been like in, I took a look at over 100 movies. Like, <laughs> Just dreadful. They're having a riot. Yeah, look at these. Yeah, so now here you go. Go now, photograph them. I think. So he's Colonel Tom Parkering this. Goodness, look at those <laughs> hips. Ooh, By the way, there's me. I'm not the carny. I'm the guy hanging out in the booth with the hayseed in there. They're going to cut to this guy. He's a funny-looking dude. Steve so he's really good at this game. He's, there he is, yeah. <laughs> That's me, hi. I can't. I'm not good with balls. Well, I'll teach He's you. having none of this, by the way. Okay. He's having none of it. The filthy habit. I'm making nun jokes. That's our nun. Oh, oh, there she is at 19 years old. None of it. Yeah, damn it. Thank you, sister. You got a teddy bear. Now they're playing cards. They're playing five card draw. Like I was saying, movies had poker. It wasn't like Hold'em. They were just playing old school five cards. There really was no Texas Hold'em in 57. Yeah, right. There was, there was five card stud. I think Cincinnati Kid was around that time. It might have been early 60s. Is that a parrot, by the way? No, just a. A canary. And she brought a, a buddy, a male, so they could fuck. Really? Make eggs? Yeah. So they want the eggs? They want to They want to stop paying? Yeah, they want eggs. You could, you could fuck, but we're going to steal your eggs. You know, eight hundred dollars I paid for a talking parrot. Lately, my parrot has taken to texting. Oh, you want your money back? Well, it's too late. You've had him. This technology came along, but he hates Twitter. He loathes Twitter. He's like lesser birds tweet. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, well, you how ironic! Right a bird hates Twitter. In the background, squawk. Twitter is for twits. Squawk. Keep it down, Polly. Doing my podcast. She's got some. He's got some good news. They're gonna play Armadillo, Texas. They're not playing any of these shit heels. And he's like, "Oh, Walter Warner could ditch the text moniker, and I could be a star again." And oh, she's like, "Well, gotta you gotta share the." Yeah, but there's a catch. Right yeah, here's, here's how she breaks star. it. Elvis is gonna get a uh, above. So he's co he's co listed with Elvis. It's going to be Tex Warner and Deke uh, Rivers. Gotcha. But he's, he's like, not going to like that. So he doesn't know yet. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. It's the star is born, you know. Like, his, his star is on the wane. He's Bradley Cooper. And right. uh, Elvis is Lady Gaga. Yeah. 
Don't please so say Marvin's around and Chris drunk. Christopherson. I'm going to say Judy Garland and that guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was. I've, I've seen all of them. Before calling him that guy. Hey, listen, Mar- Martha, uh, Barbara Streisand's father was not Andrew Dice Clay, so I'm going to have to go with the Lady Gaga classic. I'm sorry. Her dad was Andrew Dice Clay. Whose father? I thought of it. In, in Star is Born, Lady Gaga's character's dad is played by uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, okay. Listen, I got to tell you something. I quit on A Star is Born. I was watching the film, and I just said, this isn't for me, and I quit on it. Sorry about that. Oh, so did you did you miss the scene where he pisses on the MTV Music Awards? Uh, m- probably. Uh, I think, yeah. like, the, the brothers sold their ha- farm and they fought... It was around there. I yeah, was like, right. this is just so... And and Bradley Cooper was all over that film. He had everything to do with making that film. So, you know, it was just so stock and... Yeah, oh, everything right is... Right from is the beginning, the right? Um, she, he went and he saw uh, her do her act. Uh, that famous right. song, uh, Donka Shane, was it? And I got to tell you something... She didn't set the room on fire. She didn't do a good job in that scene. She didn't do. She was at a. She was at a. She was a, a cis woman at a drag show, and she becomes a breakout star. You but know what I mean? Is, like, I did, it wasn't <laughs> believable that he really saw something in her that night. She did a very okay performance. She didn't do anything. I don't know. I just didn't believe that film, so I quit on it. I should mention. That, they really use color well in this. Like, she said, you're going to wear this outfit. And he's like, fuck that. And then when Elvis hears the news, he's like, he's like, and we got you an outfit. And he's like, wow, red and white. You can really <laughs> see it pop. And he's going to, so they do some, some tricks with the color. They're conscious of the fact that this is a Vista Vision Technicolor romp. Uh-huh. Which I, I like. Are they fighting? So, you know, it's like one of the, Oh, yeah, he wants to change his name to, he makes a joke, like Rock of Tab or something like that, like Rock Hobson or Tab Hunter or whatever. And he's like, what's wrong with my name? My name is good. Let's seek a river. So is, is Tex, how did Tex take the news of co-billing? Well, he said, I'm not going to wear the outfit, and he gave it to Elvis, but he took it. He kind of takes it throughout this whole movie. All right. He drinks, like, he starts... He visibly drinks. Like he doesn't drink during this first hour of the movie, but then he's right. like fucking drunk and he just he's out with it. So uh he drinks. Yeah, he probably coopers it. I thought of uh Andrew Dice Clay when I was reading up about Elvis's first manager, Bob Neal. Yeah. It reminds me of the uh the Andrew Dice Clay uh joke where he points to two guys in the audience and he goes, What's your guy's name? Bob and Neil? Or is that like the name of uh, the first manager for Elvis? Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little belabored. Here we are. Anytime you have to see, like, got... I thought you were going to be sexual. Like he kneels and then his head is bobbing. Yeah, that's what he says. Or is that what you do? Oh, oh, okay, okay. So okay. Check out that car, Deke Rivers. So uh, she bought. Yeah, see, there it is. Getting investing. They spent all this money. She's like, oh, this is Daisy Brickner and Wayne. And they're local teens. Isn't he dreamy, Wayne? Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm jealous of that guy. Let's go to the Buckhorn. 
Now, this looks like uh, Pulp Fiction. You know how they had – Pulp Fiction was based on the, – the restaurant was based on one of the Elvis movies. Not the restaurant they uh, held up. No, no, the one they danced at. It was based on the oh, Speedway one. with the, uh, the V shape over the eyes with um, – yeah. With yeah, John right, right, right. Yeah, Uma. Yeah, Uma dancing with her eyes like – so this movie has the same kind of feel. Like, there's going to be a musical number here. So it's more like a stage than like a New Jersey diner, say, or a Texas diner. Gotcha. And he's like, he's dreamy. He's dreamier than you, Wayne. And he's like, what? I'll fucking, uh-huh. And this guy, uh, he was in other Elvis's movies. He was in Raps About, Girls, 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 and uh, another one. Okay. Uh, but he, he, he shows up in a bunch of them. Uh-oh. But he's, he's, a, he's a character. Yeah, right. Oh, this is really funny. He's like, I heard you sing. I want you to sing right now. And his friend's like, oh, hey, well, we're doing four shows in the matinee. You can come down and see our shows. Here's some uh, paper tickets, you know, the future minimum. But, you know, I'm opening up for uh, yeah, a comedian that's going to be great. You know, I want you to dance, sing right now. And he's straining all this, and all the women are like, yeah, sing, sing. We like this idea. He just wants to drink his booze. But like, look, greasy. Oh, he's calling him buddy, which is Ven in uh, Dutch, like friend. Okay, nobody does that to Tex, and he holds Tex back. So that's the way you do it. Like, you know your friend's a wimp, but you, right. you get in between there, and you're like, hey, wimpy friend, don't do it. I'm holding you back. It's for the better for everybody. <laughs> you're that's not going to prison move. again, wimpy friend. I can't let that happen. So he's like, you want me to sing? Okay, I'll sing. See, this is, uh, this is the scene in many, many Elvis films. He puts on the jukebox right, and sings along. Or maybe right, I shouldn't see many, time but I've this scene before. Well, the music is fucking great in this song. Like, I love this song. It says, mean-ass women. Like, you got the beat, beat. And then the piano kicks in. Like, it's an orchestrated song. It's just a coincidence that happens to be an instrumentally played on the jukebox, right? Right. It's a it's a karaoke not... jukebox? Yeah. it's He must have played the B-side, part two, where it's just instrumental. It's, uh, yeah, this is like how uh, when they have sex, they don't smile. <laughs> yeah, see, random lyrics about a chicken in the room and a black cat. Now I'm back to the chorus. One for the chicken, two for the dance, three to get ready. Now I can dance like a chicken in the middle of the room. <laughs> I can't fall hard to Bruce. Well, lips. Yeah, little well, Bruce. Oh, but this is fucking amazing. I want to learn that move. That dance movie just went. Did yeah. You see what I mean? He shuffled. This is raw Elvis. Yeah, no, this, I mean, I can't. A lot of these Elvis movies are awful, but he's fucking great in this one. Oh, look at that leg. He's doing the Michael J. Fox. Yeah, that's right. Well, this is right because he traveled back in time to 1957. No, 50, I, and, no uh, I was doing a, a, a that his <laughs> his sick Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Parkinson. Thank you very much. Thanks for playing a lot. Oh, you mean like in Spin City? I'm just gonna ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> like she's almost mean as me. Like we don't smile when we have sex. She's mean. <laughs> yeah, you wanted this, right? You challenged him to sing, and he yeah. sang. 
But look how, like, they, they turn this diner into, a, like, a stage show. Like, you know, it just so happens that uh, Buckhorns can handle this. In the inner. But Wayne's pissed off, man. See, he makes love without a smile, and that makes me wild. So how are they... Are they, they, do they have a hit on the radio? I mean, how are they known? They're just traveling. Well, that's the thing. Her friends had seen him at, like, I, I guess at a pig oiling contest. Oh, so it's word of like mouth that. made him this famous? Yeah, literally word of mouth. Right. And that the word of, when she says the words to Wayne, it pisses him off. So we got a little side gag. See, he's still pissed. He's going to call him yellow. What do you do for working? I work in my dad's auto shop. Well, then why don't you go out and get me some new seats, you fucker? Like real condescending Elvis. Whoa, I'll show you how yellow. Wow. Oh, no. Everyone's panicked. I can take on Elvis. Hold me back, Wimpy Friend. Hold me back. Hold me back, Wimpy Friend. Yeah, there was some movie in which the guy was like, don't hold me back. Don't hold me back. And so they weren't. And he goes, hold me back. Now, this is like a, every open mic comedian we know. You perform, someone says something, and then you just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> okay, guys, well, I'll be performing comedy again tomorrow. Right? There's no point to speak where it says, hey, guys, sorry for beating up your boyfriend. I'll be performing across the street, so why don't you check me out? Like, this is what performers don't. You don't perform and then beat up a heckler. Except for Daisy Brickner, Wayne's girlfriend. She's fucking getting off on this. See, see, the thing is, in reality, in a movie that happens and the girls are like, he's so great. But in reality, you'd be like, what a jerk. What the fuck? Just sing your fucking song. You got to yeah. beat up the audience and then expect us to come. And why didn't the cop show? He was calling the cops before. The That's what I thought. The store. Who's this guy? Uh, they probably waited for the song of it. Well, maybe they came and they heard the song and they said, eh, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. So this guy, like this old man is so weird. I just don't get him hanging around. So today, isn't this great, you know, we're doing all this publicity and they got like some journalists coming by, O'Shea. Oh, look at that. All the girls are going into the door. They're, they're, I don't know what they're doing. They're pulling off pictures of the bricks. Coming, coming through, coming through. Can yeah, I get he's... a selfie? Can I get a selfie? <laughs> Their autograph book. Yeah, see, I got an autograph of Deep Rivers. Like Mike, it's just like now we're watching the 1957, and autograph books are obsolete. I mean, you and I remember autograph books in the 80s and the 90s, yeah, right? Sure. Right. It's just one thing at a time made this an ancient time that if someone, some kid today, you know, 20-something-year-old saw, I'd be like, it's so weird, but it looks perfectly regular to me. That They were in that, they got the payphone, they're carrying their suitcases, they've got the autograph books. Right. And, uh, what a world they lived in. Hot dog. All right. Thank you. Yeah, they're saying, like, how great he is. Okay, I think, uh, God, I forgot what song this is. Oh, this is Teddy Bear again. Yeah. So I don't Not get again. Elvis. Like, put, oh. a, put a chain around my neck because I'm a teddy bear. How many teddy bears do you know that have a fucking chain around their neck? Well, real like, bear. an actual real bear? Like, yeah, I guess. Gotcha. Oh, 
So he's saying, like, as a male sex symbol, I'm a cuddly teddy bear. I don't want to be a lion. Oh, right. I don't want to be a tiger. And he's meanwhile, he's, lion. like, banging, like, yeah, because he goes back to the hotel room and bangs, you know, 14-year-olds or whatever they were. You've got to separate the man from the music. <laughs> <laughs> An Elvis movie based on a film based on his life. You got You got to separate That's the artist. Band. From the artist. You know how like Elvis fans love Elvis and they love his band. His actual band's in this movie. So Scotty Moore or whatever their names are, they're playing along. Like uh, Colonel is the technical advisor on the music. So we got the band in there. The song became huge. It was a yeah. single one. The B-side was Loving You. And both of them just like hit. This was like the number seven movie, top movie of the year. And the Love Me Tender was like number two. Like he did all right. It's interesting because Elvis uh, went to Army. Remember he got drafted yes, in 1957? Yes. And that was a real turning so point. Like, his... Before the Army and after the Army, it's different Elvises. Right, so this is before Army. This is one of the reasons why I like this movie. Uh, and then he did Kid Creole was his fourth movie, and he had to go to the Army. I don't even know. The, were we fighting a war? It was a Korean War. He went to Germany for two years. And uh, uh, what year? That was murder, it? that Dutch murder. Fifty-seven. Uh, like he, they, they deferred it a bit, but he was he was gone like. Well, this is 57. So there's Daisy Brickner, Wayne's girl, boy, uh, girlfriend. Oh. How'd you get in here? I've been trying to make it before. She's a troublemaker. See? How'd you get in here? Huh? Window. <laughs> See, I wouldn't be like Elvis with <laughs> 20 women. I would be like, with one woman. I, I would be a pig. Right. But one at a time, please. Well, he's... He's a gentleman. He's opening the door. He's he's coming on to him in the dressing room. It's not the other way around. He's he's unlocking the door. Yeah. Well, this is obviously not real life, Elvis. Oh, careful! That's they're very no. pointy. You could get. Oh, ouch. Oh, oh, ouch. Yeah, That's, very pointy. She's got sharp points. She's she's there. She's not there to play either. Sure. Yeah. So, okay, print so there's media. O'Shea, the journalist. Print yeah, media. Print media. That's another thing, so right, Mike? Why don't we... Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 and it becomes a scandal. So she's like, well, why don't we walk into his backstage? <laughs> Bring your camera, and what the... Perfect shot! Yeah, perfect shot. That's going to be trouble. I should mention that Elizabeth Scott actually uh, got in trouble with... You remember Confidential Magazine from the 60s? Yes. The ones that were like, he's a hophead. Well, they ran stories saying that she was a lesbian. That's why I was making that hilarious lesbian joke. Uh-huh. Uh, she was married twice. She was allegedly dating the producer, Al Wallace, at one point. She was so, but, a lesbian. Uh, but you know what? I should mention, she did pass away in 2015. And uh, where did I have this? Her, uh, oh, here we go. Upon her death, she was cremated, and her ashes were given to her longtime friend, Mary Goodstein. Uh-huh. So she had a longtime friend. So wait, she became a nun? No, 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 no. She's not the nun. Right. She, that, that she was, was in a lot of film noir movies. singer. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, the singer. So there's like, there's a 13-year difference between Elizabeth and uh, Elvis. 
Okay. But she still kind of hits on her. She pulls it off. She's, she's very pretty in this. She's great. Well, she holds this whole movie together. Well, she has kind of like a Lauren Bacall look to her. You know what I mean? Like she, yeah. she plays femme fatales and all that stuff. One thing I can clearly see about her is every time she walks on camera, it's like she just st st stood up from the makeup desk, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. But she's smoldering. Is that the term? I don't know, but like it's a, like her hair is perfect, look. her makeup's perfect. She clearly was just staring at the mirror with the lights. Yeah. Well, it's good. Yeah, right, right. Well, it's great in color, too, because those lips pop. Everything pops with her. Mm-hmm. So she's really excited. This press thing is going to be great. I don't know. This, this story, I mean, it's it's better than a lot of other Elvis movies. At least it has a storyline. But yeah. there's certain points where they just kind of grind. Like, I'm not even sure what's going on. Where's so that guy? Like, what the likes... fuck? Why do they have, like, an old man with them? I don't know. That's what I was asking when they were out front. Who is this guy? So they were. He's the she agent. likes that he got caught in a picture with the girl. Yeah, right. She's saying this is great. His name is Carl, by the way. So mm -hmm. there's a Carl hanging around backstage all the time. It's really cool. Old, old man yeah. Carl. Yeah. Like, what's he doing there? Uh, yeah, I forget. Like, he, he's compromising. She's compromising him again. You know, uh, Elvis was a hero to most call. But he never meant shit to me. <laughs> you see. Yeah, what the fuck him and John Wayne? So, so many people listening to our podcast will not get our jokes. I mean, they're, you know... Oh, what, that's from uh, Do the Right Thing. That's Fight the Power. Right. I don't mean your reference. Motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Straight uh, up racist. You know. So I should talk about the Elvis stamps. No, you should. I'm just saying, like, the people who listen to this, I mean, some of them must be so young, and we're, like, talking about 1980-whatever Spike Lee joint. Yeah. Well, people probably know that. I mean, that was a Netflix TV show, too. Uh, no, she's got to have it in this movie. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, do they know Elvis? Do they know public images? <laughs> no, I think they yeah, probably not. No. definitely know who Elvis is, who the Beatles and the Rolling Stones are. But, like, that's where it ends. They don't know the who. They don't know, you know. Right. Sure, you're going to know the name of Elvis, all right? Just like you know the name Marilyn Monroe. But uh, those are just because they were the giants. That's all. Their names got removed. Well, this whole genre of like, what I, I think it is, is that this whole concept of being a movie star and a rock star uh, has been the way for like, uh, I would say J-Lo. Like, I mean, he acts. He's an actual actor. But mm -hmm. movies like Serena, where she gets to sing and act, you get to see the same thing you see uh, in Elvis. Yeah. Jamie Foxx, you know, I think has the same kind of charisma where... He sings in, in the acts exceptionally, you know, I think he won an Oscar for her, uh, one of his films. But mm -hmm. the, the point is, is that, like, a lot of times, like, you see pop stars become actors, but they don't do it the Elvis way. They're not, like, singing to every song in Acapulco. Right, you know, right, they, right, uh, right. They're the Rock Johnson's buddy in an action film or something like that. Oh, Elvis signed my tits. Where do you keep the drugs? 
Oh, yeah, so, oh. All right, well, yeah. Elvis, that's dangerous. Don't go to a public place. They'll ask you to sing, and you'll fight a guy. It's the same fucking place. But this is, you should check out Tex. He, this is where his alcoholism kicks off in this movie. Great. He's going to ask the waitress for a glass. Actually, maybe when he places the order with the waitress, you might turn the volume on. Okay. Huh. He's like, hey, yeah, fame's pretty good. Oh, well, you wouldn't know because you're on the way down there, um, Mr. Warner. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh, hang on. Is he leaving? No, he's got to the order. Oh, he's just grogging. Whoa! Hey, I'm the Elvis's dad. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like His character is an orphan. Uh-huh. And uh, so sexy... Uh, uh, Elizabeth and uh, Alki Warner are like his parents, surrogate parents. Basically. I see. So he's kind of like, uh, uh, now he finds out they're an item. I tell you, this movie just kind of grinds to a halt at certain points. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, just, they go out and eat, and it's like, you know, nothing really, nothing, I mean, this doesn't really advance the plot. Well, I mean, he just found out that Elizabeth is a dating Elvis? No. No, you know, he's actually a little jealous of the relationship that's kind of set up. Okay, here we go. Go ahead. And drink that straight or on the rocks? Straight. Got the rocks in my head. (laughs) Was that the joke? He goes, excuse me, waitress. Excuse me, waitress, can I get a glass? And then he pulls out a bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Try doing that at a club. Yeah, you can't bring... You can't do that in real life. Well, maybe if they don't have a liquor license, maybe it's okay. What time of day was that? Like two in the afternoon, they went to lunch? I see. All right, well, so he really, like, so Warner, Bernard's got, look, he's their skeeter. So uh, they fired everybody is what happened. Who did? The, the, the James, Carl, Carl, the old man. He right. said, listen, you know what? We're making so much money with Deke. We don't really need Susan Jessup and her trio. That's when so she became a nun. she's going home. Right. That's where she said, fuck Hollywood. Such a cool business. So nice she could take the bus. And Warner said, Warner said, hey, you know what? Elvis, you should drive her. Take her to Farmingtown or wherever the fuck she lives. And because uh, he's jealous of him. And when uh, Husky gets back, she'll be like, where's my star? Where's my Elvis? I took him to the farming gale. You would. And we kind of find out that he, uh, oh, and he's, he's like, I'm going to rehearse drinking. The great line. I'm going to rehearse drinking. When did you start? Yeah. He becomes an alcoholic, like, fast. Uh-huh. But she looks good, speaking of pointy, Carl. That's something that I can never owners? be as an alcoholic. I swear to God. Um, one time my, my family went down to Florida, and I couldn't because I just started a new job. And I pretty much drank, like, for three days in a row, not during work. You know what I mean? Like, go to open right. mics and stuff. And I got to tell you, man, I, on the fourth day, I just felt all out of sorts. I just couldn't keep it. I just didn't. 
I didn't do it until they got, I, they, that was it. That was my binge, you know. They came back from Florida. <laughs> I'm just not well, built so for you that. Felt it, yeah. Well, it's so kind of like, you, you know, I, if you were drinking at a show, like you have a couple of drinks beforehand, and then when you're on stage, you try to act sober, and then once you get off stage, you continue. Yeah. This guy drinks, and then he, they're like, at one point, they're like, let's get you to, like, a coffee shop or something. And he sobers up in time to perform. Uh-huh. Which is not really the case. People really think that's the way it works. It's like, you drink, but, you know, have a cup of coffee or... Now you're back to normal. Or something, and then... Yeah, you're back to normal. There's only one thing that makes a drunk person sober, and it's just as bad. Something I also couldn't do. For the, you know... What, Coke? Yeah. Coke. It's just... Yeah. I couldn't handle it, you know. You're right. She does look good. She's, cool. she's not as pointy. She looks great. I think she's very pointy in this one. I disagree. <laughs> Stay angle, Carl. Maybe it's cold. It's cold on the set. Yeah. The Warner Brothers sets. Who's this? Uh, I'm going to murder you before I drink. Cock. Okay, so he's... So he's going to meet this, her family, like this is, and they're having like an all-American outdoor barbecue on their farm, and uh, he's going to sing "Loving You," and the parents are going to be like, "What a sweet boy!" <laughs> Let's talk about fucking their daughter. You see, he's good with children. He's treating them like he treats his chimpanzee. He's like, "Those pills, I'm willing to take them." <laughs> Those are horse tranquilizers, Elvis. Each. Each Hollywood story was saying that, like, uh, he started popping pills in the army, taking Benny's, like uh-huh. the little white pills, the speed. Right. So this is before he was a pill popper. But he came back, and uh, Colonel Tom Parker, because he allegedly killed a man, never left the United States. He wasn't an American citizen. He never got his uh, right. paperwork, even though he right. joined the army and, and stole, stole and devoured that guy's name. Uh, yeah, his identity. Uh, so uh, he never visited Elvis when he was in Germany, but he comes back and Tom Parker's like, let's resume the movies, boy. And the first movie Elvis does when he comes back is a film called G.I. Blues. Uh-huh. And True Hollywood Story had the Memphis Mafia saying, Elvis, the last thing he wanted to do is get back a uniform. Elvis hated that movie. So he just, you know, and that kind of set the pace for the remaining films of his. You uh-huh. know. Walking through them. I remember, like, Clam Bake, where you come on doing Clam, and I remember, like, Blue Hawaii. Oh, uh, I mean, the good ones are, like, Jailhouse Rock. Yeah. And uh, Viva Las Vegas with Ann Margaret. And then the shooting, oh, he did Change a Habit. Did you ever see that one? It was, like, one of his last films. Mary Tyler Moore is an undercover nun. This is not the only nun he kisses in, in his movies. And she plays a nun in uh, uh, The Lord's Just Holding His Elbow. He doesn't know that they got kicked out. He's kind of, she's kind of letting him know. It's like, oh. I thought you knew. Yeah, Carl, that mean old man kicked us off because you were making money. I didn't know that. So wait, he Elvis didn't get kicked off. No, they they kicked everyone but Elvis off because Elvis is their money maker. You know, it's so, like, straight, like I was telling you, 1957, like, they had the horses, you know. Today, we'd just call an Uber. Yeah, right. Back then, they had to, like, telegraph a horse. 
So he's thinking of something about fucking the daughter. Why you gotta be so rude? That's killing the daughter. Loving you, just fucking you. See the kids around there. We're just gonna have sex. Winter, summer, springtime too. He's loving you, but in the fall he takes a break. In the fall he ices his balls. Look at this little Mac. Three months Mac off, icing his boy. Balls. Yeah. Well, that's a brother, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Brother, sister. You always know I want to fuck you. So, so is he so falling said, in love with this girl for real in the movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't did we miss it? But he kisses uh, Elizabeth kisses him already. And he's like, oh, no, ma'am. Well, maybe it's later. Okay. But I thought that's why they, they started the conflict. He's all American. This is an all American. Anyway, because he's. Ja- so during 57, he's gyrating his hips on Milton Burrow and Ed Sullivan, and uh, all the old blue hair ladies are going ape shit. Yeah. So this movie's like, yeah, we acknowledge that, but he, you know, true America loves him too. He's family family. He's literally family entertainment right now. Mm-hmm. There's a family, and they're being entertained by him. On an American farm. It's as American as you can get. By the way, those chickens never acted again. Oh, that, oh, that was a one one chick wonder. <laughs> Chicken flip. Uh, oh, I hear a city folk driving Look up. Look at that fancy <laughs> car. It matches your outfit. Thank goodness this movie's in color. It's Lizbeth. Yeah, well, she wants him back. I heard you got you got to come back. But she's really good with kids. Look, the kids come, she tussles their, literally tussles their hair. She doesn't know who the fuck those kids are. Right. Who pickpocketed And they gave uh, gave her a hug. So she took their life savings and put it in this car for publicity for all this. And Elvis doesn't realize that. But it, it's, it's, Warner, it's Warner's, uh, like, uh, savings. To me, it looks like an old clunker, but it's 57. Yeah, right. It's, it was a classic movie thought, uh, car at the time. I should mention, like, I've seen this movie a couple of times, and uh, her name is Glenda Marbles, but in this scene, Susan calls her Miss Margot. Oh, interesting. And the, the subtitles, dude, I don't know. I mean, I saw it on the subtitles, and I clearly heard her say Margot. So I was like, what the fuck? That's not her name. It's Marbles. I guess they were like, well, we're not reshooting. Yeah. You're not staying and having food? You gotta leave? Yeah. They're gonna go to Freegate, Texas. She's gorgeous. Dolores Hart? That was pretty pro. She's 19, though, so. That was. Yeah, that was pretty radical at the time. Crazy. Give me a hand. Back then, you know. Stop gyrating. Oh, uh, yeah. Everything grinds to a halt. Oh, yeah. So he's giving him the car. Jalopy? Oh, the jalopy, I guess. 
Wow, she's getting choked up. Of... Yeah, she's good. I think Lois Hart is great. I mean, uh, it's funny that she became a nun and her name is Dolores because this is the, uh, the Mission District in, in in San Francisco has all these churches and it's on Dolores Street and it's a uh-huh. Dolores Church. All right, so look how pissed Elvis is. This is where Elvis's backstory kicks in. And I swear to God, I've seen this movie twice already and I really don't understand it. But basically, he's an orphan. Right. And uh, he's like, you want to know something, Miss Grunda? I want to show you something about my life. Let's drive to a cemetery 40 miles from here. And she's like, okay. And they do that kind of movie thing where the conversation stops, and then 40 miles later, when they're at the location, he resumes what he was saying. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, he's moody. He's like, well, if you want to know my secret, take a turn. And go 40 miles this way. So we're going to learn the secret. Again, this movie is just as much about Elvis as Colonel Tom Parker, the man who stole a man's name. Mm-hmm. You disapprove. He, he... Yeah, it's just that... Yeah? Oh, no, I don't disapprove. I mean, the guy was an asshole. Do you remember that Eddie Murphy interview? Like, I think it was Rolling Stone. Uh-huh. Where he said he met Colonel... You know, Elvis, uh, Eddie had a huge Elvis uh, obsession. He had his own entourage in Bubble Hill or wherever he lives in New Jersey. And he was saying in the 80s, he met Colonel Tom Parker in the Las Vegas casino, and Tom Parker rubbed his head for good luck. And he said that was awful, but, you know, that guy doesn't know. You know, he's old. And uh, that was Colonel Tom Parker. American thing? Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. Wow, what a... uh... Hmm. Yeah, what an ass. Yeah. Okay, so they're going to get his... Uh, Want to know the secret of my life? Gotta go to the cemetery. I buried her anyway. <laughs> well, I buried that girl. Buried her anyway. Buried her anyway. All right. Just park on this grave and walk over here. Why you gotta be so morbid? <laughs> Seriously. Well, yeah, he's got. Here comes the secret of the movie, and I don't really understand it, Carl. Even though Elvis is such a fucking mutterer, I have no clue what the fuck he says. Right. All right. So, oh, is this the grave? No. Is this the grave? No. Why do these graves have? Why do these graveyards have to be so dark at night? Is it her headlights that are illuminating? It must be, right? Yes, turn on your headlights. Elizabeth. Deke Rivers, is that him? Oh, no. He's got a story for it. This Deke River died in 34, 20 years ago. Right. He was alone, uh, but uh, except for the friends that miss him. And he gives this story about how something awful happens at the orphanage. I don't know, I think there's a fire or someone gets punched. I don't even know, Carl. But he runs and he runs. I'll look back. He took his name? He took his name. And that day, Jimmy Thompson was dead. And Deke Rivers was exhumed. Not literally. That would be sick. Yeah, so he's stolen Ballard, this guy's name, like Tom Parker stole Tom Parker's name. Oh, I see. Yeah, see, part of the story. 
Like, little but, details wait, of Tom Parker's name, life pops up in this movie. He took his name to keep his memory alive? Well, because his epitaph says that he was alone, uh, except for the friends that miss him. And he said, that's a cool. Instead of getting that tattooed on his body, he just took the guy's name. Okay. All right, I guess. So if you're... Ep so you need a cool epitaph on your on your gravestone if you want people to steal your uh, <laughs> identity theft, your posthumous name. It's moving. My Siegel, man. So he tell banged me, girls twice. Elvis's character is a child. Was there something wrong with his name, or? Uh, well, he didn't. He didn't like. He wasn't comfortable in the skin that he was in. You know, he was. He was. He felt like it was a loner. Uh -huh. And then he saw this gravestone where they had this slogan saying oh, this so guy was a one or two, except for the... No, he didn't. This guy was long dead by the time he went to his graveyard. He wasn't like a friend in the orphanage and he died, so therefore he took his name. He just took some No, it's just the orphanage. Yeah, like the orphanage is nearby. And I was... I think we see it at one point. I don't know. Anyway, let's go back to O'Shea. O'Shea, remember you? You were in the second reel. Remember me? <laughs> Yeah, see, this is the newsroom where everyone has their own office and people don't get downsized. Yeah, that's right. Lay it out. It's right. 30 years hired, out this guy. When you get hired, you get hired for life. Yeah, yeah. You're on the That's my late father. He worked in the same journalist job for 40 years. Now, these All right, there's trouble in River City. Against Elvis. Right, which is stripped, uh, ripped from today's headlines. Oh, we hate Elvis. He gyrates his hips. Ladies, ladies, let's be gentlemen. That's a joke. Gird Dragon. Gentlemen. <laughs> so they canceled his show. Those old ladies are responsible for no Elvis in town. And that just sucks for today's teens. I'll see you later, Oakland's Glenda. Thank you for showing me the gravestone where you identity theft that dead guy. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Oh, look, it's deep. What do you mean you're canceled? But what did they, they get? What are they canceled for? He's gyrating his hips. I mean, why get him canceled? Those blue-haired ladies don't want no gyration, so they pulled out the thing that says "show canceled" and they put it outside the theater. And here, the Kids of America comes up to Deke. Deke, why did they cancel the show? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, Deke, we want to see you perform. So yeah, Deke. Car? Yeah, no, 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 no. But the band, even though the band is, like, pushing upstream to these girls to get in the, in the convertible, they're not going to perform. They just want to get the fuck out of it. I see. And she sees for publicity. She can't believe this is happening. Liz Brad. This doesn't run over anybody. <laughs> Deke, Deke. Yeah, you're just one of the millions of girls, lady. Yeah. Oh, old. Here we go. O'Shea. She says Mr. O'Shea, even though the credits just called him out like, you can't buy publicity like this. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're right, fellas. Maybe you're right. So now the big story so this, will this be shut down. Teams. Hmm. Yeah, well, she's going to go to City Hall right now. She's walking over to City Hall. Oh, no, no, I guess she's got to make a call. 
But she's going to talk to the city, the councilman about this. Okay. Basically, charm away. Okay. So this guy is, this guy is actually a, a known, uh, I did a little look into because he, he runs a TV station. Right. And uh, she's like, listen, if you bring him on TV and show him that he's all American, people will see that he's all American. And it was, all right, we'll put him on. <laughs> but she's scheming. She's literally rubbing her hands on this scheme. Excellent. Excellent. Evil. Uh, I think he's drunk. Oh, man, you're drunk. Well, ma'am. Go fuck yourself. And your longtime friend. Just run this down to he's just all kind sarcastic. Of... <laughs> he's in his cowboy he's suit. He's also kind of rude. I know he's rude to the couch, too. He's got the boots on the couch. Is this a hotel? Yeah, yeah, they're staying in a hotel. Like I think it's literally across the theater or something like that. You can see the theater marquee outside. You're yeah, drunk. He's, he's drunk. You're drunk. You're well, my character's uh, drunk too. <laughs> he ran for. He became a politician. He became a Republican politician. He was the uh, president of the Academy of Arts, the Oscars. Uh, in the early 60s, and he ran for congressman like in California. It didn't, didn't, didn't happen for him. Oh, it didn't make it? No. Weren't so you, this movie um, has a future politician. You too had a stint in. Weren't you president of the Academy of Farts for a while? <laughs> the Academy of Farts, yeah, and sciences. That job. Sciences of Farts. Ah, big stinker. This movie has like uh, Elvis, a nun, uh, a politician. Yeah. Elizabeth herself, she kind of does TV in the 60s, but she gets into real estate and she does a lot of Hollywood charities. Uh huh. I think she's very cool. I, I, she really makes this movie for me. So I'm uh-huh. like, okay, this is where she max on him and it's going to confuse him. Also, I like that background. All the lights are on the window. You can see clearly through the lights on in the building. Mm hmm. That's that's not like a uh, a painting of a skyline. That's you know actual view. That's a real cityscape. That, yeah, because as you know, when you look out the window, you clearly see the square lit boxes of every window. Look at his hair, man. It's like crazy. Twenty-two years old. You know, can't even get that that pop clean. Yeah. Like use a comb, Elvis. So I guess it's um, hair grease. It's got to be styling grease. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's well. My wife calls him a greasy drifter in this movie. He's a greasy drifter. Gotcha. He has greasy drifter hair. Oh my! Oh no! It's wonderful to. I'm too nice to think it's your fault, even though you're a schemer. Yeah. Even though, oh, Mrs. Colonel Parker, you're all right. You're a sexy lady. Here to guide me. That's a little suspect. Kin folks. Well, he's he's having second doubts about this Nezer Isaac uh, rise to stardom. Uh huh. He she's ready to keep pushing him to the top, and he he he, he wants off this crazy ride. I see. So, did she tell him about the TV show? 
Yeah, yeah. She's saying, like, you go on this TV show and people see who you are, they're going to shut the fuck up and let you perform. He kissed her. Yeah, and she was weird about it. Well, she kind of likes text. I mean, she hangs around her ex. Yeah. Listen here. We're going to have a music band. But she's telling these guys what, uh, what for. And like she's she got guys. note cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's trapped. She's waving them around. Look, listen. Didn't you, 30 years ago, listen to jazz? <laughs> and didn't they say that jazz, jazz? Oh, so that's what it was about. It was about this rock and roll is poisoning our culture. Yeah. Yeah, but she's saying Debussy poisoned the cult, the youth of the day, and jazz poisoned all you guys. And they go, yeah, let's do it about face. The broad's right. You know, rock and roll the led to right. which really did take apart uh, much of uh, the culture of, of these people. I mean, they're not wrong in retrospect, you know. Uh, People stopped wearing suits and wearing blue jeans. You stopped calling your boss Mr. So-and-so. Every job didn't right. have a uniform to go with it. I mean, the 60s yeah, this is, did take this down. Is Colonel, this is Colonel Tom Parker making a movie saying, that's all right, guys, let it in. Don't wear blue jeans. You, you wore jazz jeans 30 years ago. Yeah. What do you say? This guy goes, Congratulations. Does he have to? He wants to know if he has to wear makeup at the TV. Thank you, suckers. Thank you, suckers. Finally made it to Act 3, Carl. Suckers. Oh, sorry, I meant to say that outside the room. Suckers. And you're all a bunch of suckers. Okay, suckers. Bye, suckers. They fell for it. Look how drunk Texas. Oh, he He's didn't wear the makeup uh, desk. He's saying, oh, I rehearsed plenty getting drug. <laughs> yeah, so like, we got to take you to a whorehouse so you can sober up. <laughs> let's, yeah. Or whatever let's they did. Coffee the with you. Yeah, right, exactly. Because we got a t live TV show. Uh, I'm performing live on TV? Okay, that's not how it usually gets told. Kid told me earlier. And so that's Act 3, is his performance. Okay. All Elvis has to do is show up on his TV show and perform. So Elvis doesn't want to do it. He's done with it. He's going to drive off. Stranding them. In his new fancy car they bought for him. Uh, yeah, I think he takes a jalopy. No, he left the fancy car to Susan. He took his jalopy, actually. Oh, so oh jalopy it was the other way around. Yeah, he gave the good car to the, the chick. He didn't give the shit car. Wow. Or back in the day, the car. What a great hey, guy. Yeah. Look, look how drunk he is. It's just so weird. Okay, so there's so you can have a TED Talk. KTDs there. Oh, I figured Elvis would go to their cookies. studio. No, no, they're going to do this at the Grand Theater. Where, oh, God, uh, it's jalopy. You know, you I was looking at locations. Yeah. Oh, but Elvis wasn't driving, was he? No, someone drove it for, um, drove, uh, there was, it was a guy in a uniform, just like I was talking about. 
Today it'd just be some yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't be wearing it. So Texas is kind of done with this. He's gonna he's gonna give up the leadership and have Skeeter conduct. But you can see he's just done with it all. He's like, you like fucking my ex. What do you mean <laughs> fucking your ex? <laughs> he's totally creeping out. And so Elvis realizes he's like, listen, buddy, I wouldn't fuck that old bag. Don't worry about it. She's old. I tell you, she's as old as you, Tex. Twenty-two years old, Elvis. Yeah, wow. Well, you know, he's a talented man. I mean, he, uh, he maybe he didn't start that way, but he's clearly risen to it. I mean, here he is really being an actor, and he is totally really being an actor. performing for, you know, his music. I mean, this is a guy who, I mean, he crashed and burned, but at this point, you know, pre-Army, and uh, he's killing yeah, it right he's here. Like, this is his third... It's his second movie and his third album, and, you know, both were hits. Like, yeah. he's on top of it. Yeah. I mean, a movie and an album. And I think one of the reasons why uh, he kept cranking out these movies was a way for Parker to just keep releasing the soundtracks. Yeah, I guess, yes. And, like, at you know, so many people, you know, John Lennon, so many people are staring at this movie right now, seeing a, what they want to be, and... A good time in Elvis's career and life, right? Yeah. So I should mention, you see that guy putting his uh, glasses in his mouth? Yes. You no, know, you don't do that now. So I, I looked him up because I'm always interested when they have like newscasters play newscasters on he TV. He was the guy in the bathrobe, and, I thought. Oh, maybe you're right. Oh, maybe I'm jumping the gun. Okay. Oh, she's saying, like, listen. So Elvis kissed me. Big deal. It's Elvis Presley. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're the drunk for me. Would you kick Mick Jagger out of your bed? Come on. Come on. Uh, he, he's just done with it. That drunken remorse. If you, if you stuck to it, you could be this remorseful, Carl. Uh-huh. Thanks. Stupid life giving me shit. I deserve more. Drink, 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 drink. Fucking guys. <laughs> drink, 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 drink. <laughs> drink, drink, drink. I swear to God. There we People want Elvis over Walter <laughs> Warner. Well, fuck that. She wants to throw me a bone. Drink, 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 drink. But she's saying, like, look, even though we have this really stupid, tortured relationship where I enable you and you enable me, I really love you. Oh! <laughs> oh, that See, hurt my like hand. Tom Parker. That hurt my hand. Yeah, you ever get wow. smacked? Like you see, guys get smacked in the movies, and it's like, no, nah, yeah. didn't hurt at right. all. I've been smacked. Ow! Jesus! It's big. It leaves a mark too. I mean, this guy looks like a fucking cadaver, except for his eyes, his steely eyes. That I know. So it probably didn't leave a mark. I don't remember the incident, but I was smacked, and it fucking stung. <laughs> Open hand. Is it when you talked to Debbie Hare? Yeah, <laughs> really. When I... Hey, they just said San Francisco. I know. That's why we're watching this movie. She say like, uh, 
we can make it. She, she's kind of like, she's kind of sick of the game. She's saying like in a, in a 1950s ladies way that she could be a manager of Deke, but she loves Tex too much and she doesn't want to do it to Tex, you know. And he's I'll throw everything away for you. He's like, whatever. That looks like Carl Reiner from the This guy in the suit. I think he's the guy, Jack Latham. Mm-hmm. I really had to dig up. I found his uh, obituary from the Los Angeles Times. Right. He died in 1987 on New Year's Day. Uh, really? Heart attack. He was 72 years old. Yeah, he, he became he was a radio guy in the 50s who became one of the first TV anchormen in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And he was with Channel 4 for decades. And they kind of unceremoniously fired his old ass, saying, well, you own all these stations. Oh, there's that car. Yeah. And uh, so you got to go. So he wound up, like, he had a Palm Springs uh, station that he was became anchorman. He sold it and became their anchor. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is the part where he gets, so he's conducting, and he's, he's going to give up and give it to Skeeter. So this guy right here, he, he played... Uh, a newscaster in like Wild in the Streets, and one of them, one movie we saw, he was in there, mentoring candidate. Oh, I know that face. Yeah, so it's weird because you know he's like a real newscaster. He he, uh, and I looked at his credits, and he he played a newscaster for a long time, like different newscasters. Yeah, so Elvis is done. Well, they 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 have a live show where they're going to introduce Deke Williams to show he's an all American boy, but he's not there. Right. He's driving off, and he's supposed to perform in 15 minutes. So what's going to happen? And I should mention, this is a, a famous Elvis movie because his parents show up in this scene. His parents are in the audience in this scene. So Gladys, died, who died a year later, uh-huh. uh, and actually he's not the only one whose mom died. Someone else died. Someone, I think the – but, uh, yeah, look, see, there he is. Who's got swoof? That's wiped my sweat off my brow. You know, I also miss a. She, Elizabeth Scott, also released an album in 1957. It wasn't just Elvis in this movie. Uh-huh. And this is this is that guy from the beginning. And when he's like, oh, you should get my buddy. He delivers food. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. All the. So he's from the first scene. And he's wearing a suit. He's got a great face. Yeah, he's the one who shows up and, like, bewitched all the time. I just, uh, average Joe. <laughs> yeah, who has great screen presence. Yeah, get off the screen. Who's following me? Somebody follow well, I don't know. Whoa! Whoa. Holy cow. Cra- what was it, horses or cows? There were cows in the middle of the road, and he had to steer off. So you don't see the crash, Carl. It Ran happened off, off screen. Well, I just like this Elvis fella. I mean, Deke. Yeah, right. So she's driving down the one lane of this small town, and she's going to find him. So she crashes. Oh, my. I should have said, I didn't see that detour sign. So Elvis is like, are you taking me to the hospital? And he goes, no, I'm taking you to the TV show. (laughs) Yeah, you're on in eight minutes, asshole. Well, she's like, are you, did you get decapitated? He's like, no, I'm pushing my jalopy. It feels like we're in a different state. (laughs) I know, I know. Well, you know, the location is just at Paramount Studios, Hollywood. So I don't know, like, is this supposed to be Texas or is it not? 
Where did your brother show me that that set? It was a George Lopez show. He took me to that yeah. set that's used. It was that Paramount. It was in uh, Dukes of Hazard, and he rattled off all these. Oh, you know what? <clears throat> you know, you, you might be right because I know that he he's done a lot of studio work. My brother's a producer; he's done a lot of studio work. My brother also hosts a uh, bad movie podcast, probably Revenge. Yeah. And one day he's going to release that episode with us, and I look forward to that. Me too. Yeah. Maybe we should have it. Well, you got to go back to have it happen the same time we broadcast Billy. Yeah, we submitted to our listener that uh, we had watched uh, Sean Connery's last movie, an animated film from Glasgow called Sir Billy, and it was just so bad we refused it. Yeah. it. And we talked about the movie on my brother's podcast, but he hasn't released that either, so there you go. <laughs> if that says anything. Here's your contract. Right, he rips up his contract. See? This, See, I'm this genuine. Colonel Parker wants it. I'm In genuine. Front? I'm a good, I'm genuine. I'm a good manager. I want to fuck you over, Elvis. But she's saying, look, I have my life with Tex. I set this whole thing up for you. You should take it. I don't even want to manage your money. There's, there's Susan Jessup again. But yeah, they're basically saying, like, rock and roll is not evil. 30 minutes around a guy who doesn't show. What acting? He looks like Al Franken. Explains why his hands are yeah, on that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fuck this background. No, but they'll never find him. And I shouldn't wonder what some of the stupid things they've been saying and printing about him. <gasps> Where's mom? Where's mom? <laughs> He's mom, mom is hanging out with three old ladies. They're going to cut to a shot with three old ladies, and she's one of the old ladies. This guy. Bill Latham. But I, I can't find Werner. He shows up. Then, uh, Check out his outfit. He has total blue jeans. With the pop collar. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, and then he's got the the cuffs because he steps in cow shit or whatever. Yeah, I mean, this is raw Elvis. This yeah. Is, you know, none of his other movies kind of show him like this. You know, he's usually bloated and... Switzerland or whatever, skiing school. And I should say this is one of the few movies where he plays a rock star. Usually he's yeah. a ski instructor. Absolutely. Right. Loving you. <laughs> oh, we haven't heard this song in 20 minutes. For springtime too. I just in the fall. Too, but not ice, fall. I ice my balls. <laughs> ice my balls. <laughs> Loving you. Loving you. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I keep an old no one in bed to know when I can get a break. <laughs> right, it's next to my rhyming dictionary. Do you know the story about like all shook up? His writers shook up the Pepsi bottle, and they said, "Hey, we should write a song about that." Really? Yeah, oh. from, a, from a bottle of Pepsi. Oh, hey, Carl, something happened. I got a commercial. I'm pausing. This happened to. Yeah, this happened to me twice before. I should have expected it. I'm at 132.4. So, yeah, if you guys want to pause. 132.46. Yeah, okay. an hour and 32 yeah, minutes. Let me see where I'm at. 46 seconds. So you tell me when to press play when you get to 32.46. Okay, perfect. 
Yeah, I got 10 more seconds coming up, so I'll let you know. I'll count you down, Carl. Loving you. All right. Three, two, one, boom. Sorry, audience. Yeah, they sing it slower. Yeah, sorry about that. That's fucking YouTube and their mid commercials. Is, yeah. I don't even like this song. Mike, I, Mike, I gotta say, I listen, what? from a guy who's yeah. done a lot of research on all of your films, I'm impressed. You know uh-huh. everything about's going on in the plot. You you've got the backstory to characters. You're only talking about the interesting stuff. Good job, man. Oh, thanks, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's like this is I read about Elvis movies, and I never really had a chance. You know, they would show the 4:30 movie back in the day, which right. have Elvis week. Here he goes. Here you go, Skeeter. Take your. I'm out of here. I got a bar with a name on it. My name on it. And she's like, "You're so professional. I'm going to break the show and talk to you in front of the camera." <laughs> That's right. I'm such an actress. <laughs> yeah, the cameras are so. Yeah. And he's like, "Fuck you, you husky boy, you husky." She's like, "I love you. I ripped up the contract." Yeah. Well, I love booze. Okay. The, now this song is fucking great. And I hope, this is a song about, like, I just want to fuck you. Hey, I got a lot of living to do. It's my right. Come he's, on. He's That's still, all he makes, too. He still has a yeah. lot of loving to do. I got, yeah, I got to put Nazis on my belt. And Texas. Tell me about fucking people. Texas, like, I got a whole lot of drinking to do. There he is. There. Oh. I think that's Gladys in that, in that bunch. Wow. That's that was great. his mom. That was great. So the story is that his, his mom passed away. The year later, yeah. and the story is Elvis can never watch this movie again. Oh, to Memphis Mafia because his mom's in it. But look at him; he's fucking raw and uncut. Yeah, and he's doing the twist that got mm-hmm. him off a of TV, that got him them shooting him from the waist up. I think that's his mom in the middle, maybe. And his dad's in there too. His dad lived a long time; he lived past Elvis's death. Wow! Yeah. Turner. Holy cow! You know the story about. He has a stillborn twin. You know that story, right? Yep, yep. The, the doctor said, well, I'm sorry, your baby's dead. And she said, I think there's another one. <laughs> yeah, look at this. He's, he's, and sure enough, it was Elvis fucking Presley. Boom, boom, look at that. Fuck it. Hey, <laughs> you can see it for free on the Ed Sullivan Theater of Life, or come to the theater and pay for it. <laughs> You know, um, the the siblings of stars never have it easy. Like that guy gave, got a break. <laughs> yeah, right. He never wrote a tell-all. That's terrible. She liked, okay. he likes. Okay, so now we just tore up the contract. Yeah, well, he's saying like, uh, you you could just talk to him directly. He's all yours. But this this movie kind of cops out. Like, they're resolved. And he's like, hey, uh, all right, let's get ready to sign the contract. She's like, oh, I ripped up your contract. You do it yourself. He's like, well, thanks very much. This is actually a very sweet Elvis moment. He's thanking them for his career and his girl. But we're going to see something super gross in like one minute. Are you ready? Yes. You know how kissing on stage is gross? Yes. Both pairs are going to be kissing at the same time, the old people and the young people. (laughs) He's like, come on in the room. We signed the contract. And uh, he's like, hey, so for my career, I want to make sure I get to pick the guest stars. Oh, wait a minute. You stop right here. 
So he's going to pretend she's a bottle of uh, Slim and Comfort and kiss her. And then Elvis is so horny when he's talking to this guy. He's like, do you mind getting out of the room for a second? So here we go. Right on the lips. Elvis fucking watches it. He's getting off. All right. That's a good idea. That gives me an idea. Yeah, exactly. Hey, buddy, why don't you fucking scram, asshole? I got some love to do. Oh, yeah, it's 1957. That makes sense. That's the way we act. So look, look when he opens the door. Who's kissing the background? How gross is that? There it is. The reason why she became a nun. The end. Oh. Lucky one. Oh, what a lucky one we were. Well, Carl, that was There was no, uh, loving you. no end credits. Oh. It just... Yeah. Well, they already had the credits up front. Did you notice that Edith that's... Head did the costumes? It's a different time in movies. Yep. Yeah, you put it, you load it up front, and then you end it, get everyone out of the theater, and play it again. What you think of Loving You? I enjoyed the film. Uh, I kind of, I picked it because Elvis made cheesy, cheesy films, and part of your podcast is never doing the good one. Like, I was like, we're not right. doing Love Me Tender because it's the first one. But uh, this one held up. This one was a good job of... Uh, I'm not really the biggest Elvis fan, and um, this this was the time to be an Elvis fan. He was at the top of his game. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And I thought of that when I watched this movie. I said, out of all the Elvis movies Carl picked, you picked a good one. Like, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this movie. This <laughs> it's like we're, we, because we've done like Carry On movies, we've done uh, Emmanuel movies, but we pick like the worst of the right. lot, the Carry On Columbus and the the Naked Zombies. Right, uh, you didn't watch Shaft, monsters. you watched Shaft 4, Meatballs 3. Yeah, right, this, <laughs> yeah, right Meatballs 3. But we happen to pick one of the series that it really holds up. Uh, and it's before his descent, of course. So, yeah, I like this movie a lot. The plot mechanics, it makes no sense to me. And I get lost, and the movie grinds to a halt a few times. But <laughs> I like Skeeter. I like everyone in this movie. Great. So that was very enjoyable. I mentioned that uh, our friend uh, Walter, what's his name, Wendell Corey, Tex. who played Tex. Uh, next this movie, let's do another Wendell Corey movie. I want to watch Cyborg 2087, uh, unless... Mystery Science did it, then we won't. But I didn't find it. I have a trailer for it. Okay. Uh, from Mike White. Do you want to play it? Can you okay. find it for me? Because you usually do the audio. Trailer. Cyborg. It says Cy Cyborg 2087. Franklin Adrian 1966 trailer. That is really futuristic because uh, we haven't even reached 2087 yet. Oh, yeah. No, I, well, this is a story about my high school reunion, my 100th high school anniversary. <laughs> I, I show up as a cyborg in 20, you know, class of 87. Mike White, right? Yeah. Right. The devil's number, up? 666 subscribers. Okay. Well, that's Trailer, a little too cyborg, much information. 2087, uh, 3, 2, 1, go. <laughs> Oh, that's so futuristic. Yeah, well, this is the future. Whoa! Her boobs are on Point. fire. Yeah. She did her nails. <laughs> well, it's in the future. Everyone does their nails. Yeah, those are nice nails. Cool. It's the future. 
That's, that's New Boston. Cyborg 2087. In the future, they dress like this. Well, he goes back to present day. Uh-huh. He's a relentless Terminator out to kill somebody for some reason. He wrote there's this cyborg uh, technology. Wow. Whoa. Just like Terminator. Wendell Corey, second billing. Yeah, just like Terminator. He got hit on the shoulder, and of course he was knocked out. And electrocuted. Hey, there he is. There's Wendell. Shaking his hand in the west. Whoop. He, he poofed away. Oh, pointy, pointy. She's pointy. I know her face. Cyborg. Really? Yes, we'll find out when I research it. In, in color. Got to stick with the color movies. Very oh, that's nice. it, Carl? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I've picked the movie for the next time. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be on the other side. Yeah. And we get to research... Uh, it was great to watch a piece of shit movie multiple times for the sake of our show. Uh, I hate, I mentioned before, and it actually happened, if you'd like to read a, a comedy piece I wrote for the comedy magazine Savage Henry, normally you would have to pick up the paper copy in Humboldt County, California. It's a social distancing issue, and they, for the first time they released it via online. Okay. So it's on an app called Issue which is spelled like I-S-S-U-U.com. I wish I actually have a direct link, but check it out. I have a piece about amusement parks in there, in the new rules for amusement parks. Guidelines. Okay, I'll check it out. Uh, that will be amusing, that yeah. part. Yeah. So there you go. So I'm not doing any comedy other than your open mic. Uh, no, but believe it or not, check it out, Mike. I have a real show. It is tomorrow night. Um it's okay. in New York City at the Climate Lounge on on East Seventh Street. Uh, Are you actually going to a place? Yes, I listen. We're opening up here. I've been to two live open mics in North Bergen. Um, you know, I was at this like backyard show. I still consider that like sort of lockdown. But no, I I've been to this bar twice for two open mics, and and to, I got booked on a benefit for like human trafficking or something. I, I don't even know. I, huh. I I just got booked today. But I will actually be performing comedy again, and a booked show. I don't know what I'm getting paid, but I'll just give it back to the to the charity. But uh, I'm excited. Right, I, I'm going to be out there. I, I've dusted off my guitar. Happy to be back in the comedy world. So, yeah. Well, I so, want to say that. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. This, this show is going to pro, uh, like um, air. It's going to be long over, so I'm not like promoting it. But, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that's what I was exactly going to say. Yeah. Oh no, I was just saying that this uh, because of the uh, quarantine. Carl and I have been recording our shows in advance, so uh, this may this will be way after the fact. However, there will be a uh, place to watch it live. Uh, so hopefully, by the time this airs, you're in good health, and we know yes. the name of the link, and we can provide it on the, on a future show. Uh, and we look forward to the next future show next Sunday. We'll be watching Cyborg 2087. <laughs> Carl, it's been a pleasure to okay. watch Elvis with you. Yes, thank you, Mike. Great job on the research. 
Thanks, man. Well, you gave me a good one. I love Elvis movies. That's kind of the style of what we're trying to do here is to watch shitty fucking movies. So <laughs> we picked a good one. Perfect. It was a good one. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Mike. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We're done. See Thank you, guys. You audience. Bye. Thank you, audience. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny. It's, it's pronounced mutiny. My turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman.
Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Always Free on the radio. Uh, this is Finch and I'm coming to you from the city of Quillon in southern France in the Pyrenees Mountains. I've just left the European Rainbow Gathering in France and uh, we have uh, a couple of musical tracks to bring you as well as some, some comedy and some sounds from the Pennsylvania Prism Gathering that happened last month. And at the end of this show, the second half is going to be a longer conversation that was aired previously on the radio with Garrick Beck, one of our Rainbow founders. Uh, we also have a, a track for you uh, from YouTube with permission from the creator uh, about a sister who went to an international rainbow gathering and decided that maybe the hippie life isn't quite for her. Uh, what you just heard is some, some piano music from uh, Loop, who is a brother that uh, we met on the way out of the gathering, hitchhiking into town. Uh, it was getting late, and uh, a family at the house we were hitchhiking in front of invited us in for the night, gave us beautiful beds, showers, amazing dinner, uh, music, and uh, all in all, we're the most hospitable strangers I may have ever met. Uh, so Always Free is a radio production usually coming out of San Francisco, California. You can listen to it by tuning in to mutinyradio.fm on any Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific Time. That's San Francisco time. And you can also listen to episodes after they've aired uh, by subscribing to the archived podcast, which can be found wherever you get your podcasts by searching for the word always free spelled a-l-l-w-a-y-s-f-r-e-e -E, and that's all one word if you search for that podcast then you'll be able to update and get our two hour long episode every week as well as listen to the 60 some odd episodes that we've produced over the last year and a half enjoy the show and please tune in next week and every week for more sounds and news from the rainbow. Welcome home. Give it a taste.